Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Who the fuck is that guy? It's time for the Daily Intermission. gentlemen we're back it is episode 30 welcome to the data intermission my name is greg i'm joined by my co-host nate nate how the fuck are we doing pretty fucking good episode 30 already eh see time is flying here at the di it's crazy it's uh it's been a good it's been a saw what four months now we've been at this yeah 30 episodes what are we gonna start season two Season two. Season two is our next, next episode week. of season two. We got a we got a bagger for you. We'll let you know around the end of the episode. Yeah, we so, got a hell of a guest coming. Yeah, we do. And and um, yeah, it's it's time to move forward into season two. Obviously, uh, some changes coming to the DI. Uh, nothing radical at this point, but uh, but yeah, we're gonna keep moving forward. Keep producing content. We do really do appreciate you listening in every week. Yep. Um, yep, much you know, appreciated. Two degenerates like ourselves, you know, getting getting behind mics and rambling <laughs> on about sports. Yep, doing our best thing. So listen, Nate, it's opening week in, in the MLB, and and uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. There will be our team of topic most weeks, and yep. uh, they're off to a one on one start. Yeah, I, I watched a little bit of the game yesterday. They were looking a bit like um, Vladdy Guerrero, man. That guy is. It, it amazes me every time I see him. He seems like so much smaller every time I see him. And he was there was a play yesterday where. Um, he was on first base. Somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they hit, like, just over the infielders. And then I was looking. Anyway, he ended up rounding, getting to third. Like, he was cruising. And I, I was talking to somebody, too. I was like, you think when he had all that weight on, I don't think there was any chance he was getting to third. And he was flying, man. Like, the guy might have got thrown out at second. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I when it first got hit, I was like, all right, he's going to second. And then it was like, and he slides into third. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I'm like, okay, wow. This guy's now Usain Bolt all of a sudden. Yeah, he did He did the work in the offseason, which uh, which was certainly necessary. I mean, with the, yeah. the weight that he was carrying. But, well, he came uh, in big the year before. Oh, yeah. 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 What were they hitting? Like 280 or something like that. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy Looking flying. like Jeff O'Neill out there. <laughs> oh, man, that video. If you guys haven't seen that video. So... <laughs> Overdrive is is a, a, a show or a, a kind of a, a radio talk show on TSN. It's on every day um, from 5 p.m. till 8 p.m. Atlantic, 4 to 7 in the Eastern Time Zone. And Jeff O'Neill uh, played 800 games in the NHL for Hartford, Carolina, and Toronto. Yep. And the guys put on a lot of weight through his time out of hockey. And due to the NFL right now doing their combine kind of testing, they decided... To do a 40-yard dash, and it is worth Googling. He looks so uncomfortable running. It was it amazed me. And then when they get the side view, I'm like, whoa, he's, guy's an absolute porpoise. He's he's so big now, and he runs the 40-yard dash Ten. in 10.6 seconds. 10.6! So, okay, I'm not like a huge, obviously, football fan, but what's what's like a quick 40, like four Four or five seconds. Four five is a good time. Four four is like what you're expected to. I think at like the running back receiver position. Four four. Four four. Four six. The fastest ever is four two. Okay. Um, like I ran it in like four eight five. Okay. At at uh, when I was tested in college. So okay. 
So, like, I mean, like, not any good. Like, sub five is like probably what you should be if you're playing any sort of an athletic position. Right. The O linemen normally come in from like five to mid five. Okay. Yeah, that's like, still pretty quick for them. For sure. Oh, they move. Yeah. But like six seconds is like okay. Like you were were you jogging? Yeah. Seven seconds is like okay. This guy can't even sprint. Yeah, I was gonna say because if obviously if you're going in it's only 40 yards like if yeah. you can lay it out exactly. sprint it yeah. like get there exactly. 10 seconds dude that's he is moving it's worth googling jeff o'neill and al's brother from overdrive <laughs> running the 40 yard dash um but kind of back into the mlb talk nate this is kind of a personal uh observation but the boston red sox have lost two in a row to the baltimore royals to start the year i've always followed baseball under the impression that the Yankees and Red Sox don't really go through rebuilds. Yeah. They just no, buy same. buy their teams back into contention. Yeah. Just hasn't been the case for the Sox the last two years. It's kind of concerning for me. Well, it was weird when they – I thought it was weird when they traded Mookie. Yeah. Like, that was really – I didn't think that was going to happen. Like, because they have unlimited fucking money. It's, it's crazy. And then they said it was going to be a contract issue. I guess they had the big David Price uh, deal as well. But, I mean, like, these, this is a team that even when I remember being a kid – and maybe just playing like MVP baseball and stuff and just looking at the divisions and you're like, okay, the the Yankees and the Red Sox have unlimited funds. I don't see the, I didn't think the Blue Jays were ever going to make the playoffs again, just on the sole fact that those teams have so much money and can get whatever teams they want every year. Yeah. They're just such attractive markets to play for too. So like if you're a, you know, they just have such that, that legacy factor when you play for them, oh, yeah. it's, it's crazy. So obviously they attract the big players and they've got the money to spend. Um, but the Blue Jays are in much better shape than the Red Sox this year. And I think it, we've mentioned this before. It's going to come down to pitching. But, uh, no, they've looked pretty good. They're 1-1. They've split so far against the Yankees. Game 3 today. Another thing I don't understand is after opening day, it's like there's like 16 ball games. Everyone's playing. And it's like the next day there's five games. Everyone's yeah, got a day off. I know. Because uh, we started doing the fantasy. And then I was trying to set the lineups up. And I was like, what? What? Because like you, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like well, these guys, these men are supposed to be playing for two months straight. Yeah. It's actually crazy the baseball schedule, man. It's wild. It is wild. Like it would kind of suck. I mean, it, obviously, it's not a huge deal because I mean, like, say you go bat and you you bomb out, and then you're like, all right, well, I'm probably getting another inning or two, and I'm not going up. Oh, so for that sure, that wouldn't be so bad. But I mean, the games, the schedule is just hectic as hell. Constant. It's a lot of games. Lot of games. I think starting pitcher would be one of the one of my preferred professional yeah, athlete for positions. Sure. You get to chill. or just like bench player, you're still probably making like a fair bit of money and you're yep. just not even you don't even gotta worry about it. No. Exactly. It'd still be fun to play though. Pitcher <clears throat> would be the play. So I do publicly owe an apology. Um I don't have to do this, Nate, but uh but a good buddy <laughs> apologize? I, well <laughs> that and give out I usually I have a tingling feeling inside when I've got locks for picks. And I don't often give them out, mm-hmm. but I was really high on Raphael Devers, a third baseman for the Red Sox. He's an awesome hitter. He's an awesome prospect. He's come up in the last few years and really made his mark. He's a he's a staple in the Red Sox lineup, and he didn't have a hit on opening day. So it was their second game, and I was like, Raphael Devers is getting on base. Yep. So the beat the streak that we've talked about last episode, uh, if you go 56 straight games on beat the streak, you get $19 million. So one of my good buddies had gone. His name's Thomas Bob and Thomas. I apologize for this, but he's gone back-to-back. Two two packs, so he's got four. His streak's now at four. Okay. So I reach out to him out of the blue, and I'm like, Thomas, oh. Raphael Devers is a lock today. <laughs> so he does another two pack. I forget who his other hitter was, but he gets a hit, and Raphael Devers goes over four, and he goes, <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear from you ever again. Wow, really? <laughs> no, he wasn't that upset, but I mean, 
I, I do apologize uh, about that. I mean, Raphael Devers, he's actually sitting today, but that guy's about to heat up. So look for him in your beat streak moving forward. My streak's back at zero. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, I'm just getting mine going here. I had a, I had a little miss... Uh... A little mistake. I downloaded the wrong app. Didn't really get at it. Greg's been hounding me to do it. I finally downloaded the app. So there'll be an update next episode on mine. But uh, I expect to probably win it first time. Yeah. I mean, all the way through to 56. It's funny, too, because there's like milestones, too. Like you get 25, you get like a $100 gift card to well, MLB. I, yeah, I remember you were saying, but you don't get to pick. So it's like a $100 gift card to MLB, an MLB uh MLB TV package or 500 bucks. I was like, well, no one's getting the 500 bucks. Yeah. It's random. Like th- those things aren't even the MLB TV is $130. Yeah. Like you're getting yeah. that guaranteed. Definitely. So, um, and I I'll think take I'm, the 19 mil. Oh my God. That's so aggressive too. I feel like for just a free little thing, but the sweat after 56 game streak, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Dude. Im- <laughs> imagine being, imagine being at like 36 and you just be like, huh? Yeah, like you'd be like, I'm so close, but so far, and you'd be like, Jesus, I you're spending what... like five hours a day trying to figure out who's gonna get a hit, and then you're overthinking it, and you're probably gonna screw yourself. But yeah. I wonder what the the furthest somebody's got. I don't know. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, because that'd be that'd be cool. I may try and just pull it up now. Absolutely. Uh, nah, actually, it's gonna be a bit of a search. Mm. We'll uh, we'll talk about it later, perhaps. Another thing I love about the MLB is is when there's confrontation. When there's so say a guy gets hit by the pitch and he's melting off to the pitcher and he starts walking towards the pitcher. This isn't this isn't going to be a one-on-one affair, folks. No. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what happens. Like a guy can just like <laughs> stub his toe near a guy and then the entire bench is clear completely. Everybody in the stadium is on yeah. the field. You've got GMs parachuting from the from the top. <laughs> it's you got pitching coaches, you got the entire bullpen running in. It is such a scene and it's just it's just what you do in baseball. I actually, I am, I love it. I'm on board for it. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I wish they would just throw hands though. Oh same. I think there were. I you know I wish there was a little bit more uh, rough stuff involved. Well, there's never any actual fights. No, like, they just go out there and stand at each other and like give each other weird looks and like throw a helmet. Remember Bryce Harper trying to throw a helmet? <laughs> yeah. He just like he was so mad he threw it like two feet in front of him and. Oh. Speaking of throwing the helmet, did you see uh, McKinnon get fined? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> that, that was hit him right in the face. I know. Like it's like Connor I, Garland. I kind of like it. They're just shooting off and stuff. But holy smokes, what a thing to chuck! Like oh. those things are are no joke. I remember watching uh, a guy named Brett Angel. He was a six foot eight defenseman for Acadia. This was when we, I remember this probably in two thousand four, two thousand five, and and in the AUS uh, hockey, they they oftentimes cross um, conferences and they bring in a team from Ontario. I think it was Concordia. Uh, that came in and played them in an exhibition game. And Brett Angel was swinging his helmet in this guy's face during a fight. Like, it was insane. Man, hockey used to be so, like, not, 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 bleh, 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 sorry, stroke. Um, <laughs> the, um, bear with me here. Um, no, the, uh, <laughs> we have the AUS, but I'm talking about, like, say, like, Junior A. Have you ever seen those, like, fights? Like, you can get the odd YouTube video of, like, Junior A, Junior B fights. Dude, did you see the Andy Ganesh Bulldogs one? No. Dude, okay, I can't even explain this, but we're posting this to our Instagram. Yeah. Because this is, dude, there's guys standing, they're on either side of the bench. Everybody on the team is swinging sticks at each other. <laughs> Overhead tomahawk at each other. It, Dude, it's the wildest thing. It, it'll be on, if <laughs> it'll probably be on before you listen to the episode. Yeah, we'll so, have that up on Instagram. But uh, it is something to see. But what were we talking about again? Oh, yeah, swinging helmets. Yeah, swinging helmets and just the baseball fights in general. Um, I'm a big fan of the bench clearing 
brawls and just you know if second stroke of the episode second or? stroke uh no but if there is confrontation like i said it's just every single person on the mlb team on that in that organization has to be involved yeah that's so funny you said the gm parachute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have a buddy the owners flying in pj yeah. just <laughs> there's jets flying over the yeah. stadium yeah. it's like yeah. someone orchestrates a bombing <laughs> like, i've had it with this bullshit Oh, oh my god. god. We were saying like it looks at the movies when you see like those Vikings running through the Yeah. Like a good old clash in Viking scraps. Yeah. Like, and here comes the Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the names of the teams too. It's like the Blue Jays. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the names of the MLB. Actually, are there a few being changed? Up for debate to be changed, the Cleveland Indians? Well, the Indians got rid of the Chief Wahoo logo a couple years ago. Okay. And then I believe they're changing after this season the yeah. name, which yeah. is I mean I, what I always said was too was with like the what they had the black like the Blackhawks is probably pretty debatable. I'm not I'm not too sure of like exactly what all these these team names mean, but like I mean you got Edmonton Eskimos, you got yeah, you got the Cleveland Indians, the Chicago Blackhawks. I was saying when the Washington Redskins, which that one seems highly racist. Yes, I was saying when they change that, why not just everybody just change them already rather than having to do it over and over again? You know what I mean? And yeah. go through it. Yeah, just. Uniformly, just say the leagues collaborate and say these five names yeah. can't be used anymore, and, and yeah. you're gonna have to change them. So, actually, last time I checked, it's still a Washington football team. They're really struggling to come up with a new yeah. name. Well, they I know they they weren't gonna do it next year, last year. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure if they're even shooting for it this year. It's hard to say. I mean, you have to think that. I mean, you got to get your new logo. You got to get something, man. It's so bland. It's just a W in Washington football team. It's like, what is this fucking, like, a minor league team, you know? I know. Well, it's a good segue into the NFL. We don't have too much to talk about, but it is draft, and it is draft season in the the, uh, NFL, and and the draft is April 29th. Uh, Everybody's pro days seem to be going on. There's five quarterbacks uh, looking probably to be drafted in the top ten. So I think for me, it's like it's my most favorite draft because the players that draft – Get drafted are going to make an impact in that next season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a good well, deep draft. Oh, it is for sure. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be some teams that draft in that middle section that get really good players because all the top prospects that say linebacker and corner and safety, all of these people are going to be dropped because all these teams are taking quarterbacks. Right. So there'll be some really top prospects going to some some good teams. So is a um, is it Trevor Lawrence? Is that right? Is yeah. he going first overall? He'll go first for overall. Sure. Yeah. Okay. To Jacksonville. Okay. Um, and then it's kind of and then it's up in the air. I mean, then there's four kind of tier two quarterbacks. Uh, with Mac Jones, Trey, Trey Lance, um, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Um, we've got the guy from uh, Zach Wilson from BYU, and then we've got um, Justin Fields from Ohio State. So those are the other four that will go somewhere in that top ten, top fifteen, um, and there'll be some teams floating around changing picks. So just a little off topic here, but as you mentioned BYU, but I find that such a weird school to be like, that's pretty decent at sports. Yeah. Like they always have like a, it seems like the basketball team's always in like Jimmer played there and it's just yeah. like a fucking Mormon school. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. it's, I mean, yeah. I, you know, Mormons like football and basketball that much, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't love to bring the, their religion into it, but I, I think they can They can have seven wives once they get that, married. Is that, yeah, that's true enough. Yeah, so you gotta I might, that. I might uh, have to become Mormon. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, moving on. Before <laughs> yeah, we get sued. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I guess just to stay in the NFL a little bit beyond the draft, man, it's been a crazy few weeks for Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson is uh, facing 21 civil law lawsuits uh, 
of women piling on in these sexual assault allegations. Um, honestly, from what I've read, there was like 103 um, or there was another 20 women that came out and said, listen, Deshaun Watson is like a class act guy. We've spent you know, hundreds of hours with him in the last few years and he would never think about doing this like women. Okay. So I want to know, so say that these 21 cases have been filed. I want to know that if they've proved these to be, if, <laughs> no. they, if they find these allegations to be completely false, what are the repercussions for the women piling on? Yeah. I, I mean, if, if, if it was all made up, for instance, um, and, and I mean, now I'm stuttering too. You might have to cut this too, but, um, I mean, if there should be, if, if you can claim it as false and it be guaranteed, right. Cause it's like, what's going to stop everybody from doing this to everybody. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. How can you, it's so hard to say if it's false or not. I feel like, like you don't have a, you don't have like a video. You, you kind of have to take the, the women, women's credit. Like, I think it works in Deshaun's favor that people are coming out and saying, uh, we've worked with this guy many of times for sure. And especially in the recent history. And, and, uh, I guess for the women that have, have, um, have, have had cases against, um, Deshaun, they would have to prove that they were in the same vicinity or same facilities working with him. Right. And he, you know, pulled off or, or, you know, tried to sexually assault these women in different, uh, different manners. But, I always, I always find that whenever these cases come out, that there's people that just pile on left, right, and center, and it's like the number goes from three lawsuits to twenty lawsuits before you, before you wake up the next morning. Yeah, it, it does almost come become a class action. I mean, most of the time it is really tough for people to speak out against it, which like I, I can kind of understand. Um, so, I mean, I guess it seems like once one person comes out, they're like, you know what? Now I'm, I, I'm content to talk about it. But I think it does take a quite a bit of courage to come out and say it because it is something that's obviously pretty traumatic in your life. If it did, like, for instance, if it actually happened, no doubt. And yeah. So I don't know. Like it's just so tough. Yeah. And it's probably not for us to weigh in on, you know, that he's innocent or not. But, um, I find that there are a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly this could like, I'm not saying that this didn't happen. There's no way this happened, but I, I think that the 21 cases, like that's a little fishy, especially with women coming out saying, "Listen, this guy's yeah. just a stand-up." Act. And, and you gotta hope it doesn't really get to that point too, where some people see that and they're like, "Okay, well, these people are gonna get a ton of money off of this," and like I have a like maybe somebody slept with them or something, and they're yeah. like they're gonna use it and say that just to kind of pile on. And you hope it doesn't come to that because there's so many people that um, they ha- take so much courage to come out, and if people are gonna start faking it, they're gonna start losing credibility. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you're gonna do that for a buck or something, that's gonna be pretty detrimental to women in the future i think 100 i mean if it eventually it's just going to be like a cry wolf thing if everyone's kind of faking it yeah no but, it, not it, to say anyone's faking it but uh you know <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see what we'll see what happens <laughs> maybe with Deshaun watson and, yeah. and we'll see what happens in that uh, in that realm but uh you know hopefully everything gets sorted out and uh the guilty parties are found guilty but um yeah. but listen um, the NBA has been quite a shit show, uh, for lack of a better term, um, in the last few weeks. Um, the Brooklyn Nets have, I mean, once James Harden went to the Brooklyn Nets, you're like, okay, this team is, is really yeah. stacked up. They have now acquired LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, <laughs> who have now are in the Blake, mix. Blake Griffin, man. I remember, what was it, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, he was just every morning on SportsCenter. Yeah. It was like, this guy windmills and broke a backboard. Like, 
And then he just seemed like he went MIA for a while. Yeah, like he played in Detroit the last two years, and like, like if I'm not mistaken, he didn't he didn't attempt a dunk in a game for two years. Well, that's what they were saying. That was his first dunk uh, when he got back to Brooklyn. It's like, so what was he doing? Why? Yeah, what was he doing? Like, why? Why were you not dunking? It was like a protest. Was it? I think it was just like, I don't want to play like, get here. me out of this dump hole auto town. Yeah, 100%. That place is a shit shack. I mean, you can buy a house there for like a thousand bucks. You want to talk about four f- sports franchises that are really struggling. It kind of, it's kind of a brutal situation too. I mean, like you look at like the Detroit Red Wings, like this is a, this is an original six hockey team and they're just in a, in a spot where it's like, it, are they going to have to, what's going to happen? Well, they're they're they are like in maybe the, the most vulnerable position right now in, in hockey in terms of their rebuild. Like it just doesn't really seem to be going anywhere. That's what I said. You've got the Detroit Tigers, who are one of the worst baseball teams in the MLB. I remember they were so fucking bad too. And like the when I started paying attention to baseball in like the early 2000s, dude, they won like 30 fucking games. They were like 30 and 130 or something stupid. I was like, holy shit, what is it? The, the I'm not gonna say what I was just about to say, but I mean, I was gonna say. Something about anyway. Um, Moving we're, on. We're gonna have to edit that. Yeah. Um, and also they've got the Detroit Lions, who are just one of the worst teams in in football. And then you got the Pistons, who are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Like they have got the four Pistons. Garbage fan- franchises on the go right yeah, the now. The Lions suck, eh? Oh, they went 0 16 like a few years back. No, and they, they just, did not. Yeah, they How did. How did I not know about that, man? Yeah. I'm always rooting for teams to either have a perfect season or a winless season. Yeah, they went winless. Damn. And so Matt Stafford, they, fucking dust. he was the first overall quarterback. There. They haven't had quarterback issues, which is surprising. They've been a terrible team, and they haven't had quarterback issues. Matthew Stafford's been a great quarterback, and he just got traded. They now have Jared Goff. Um, oh, from the St. Louis Rams, so uh, or from the L.A. Rams, so we'll see how that goes for them. <laughs> um, but I think uh, the reason I wanted to bring up the Brooklyn Nets, Nate, is because I wanted to bring up Michael Rappaport and and Kevin Durant's exchange via Instagram. Um, so so Kevin Durant was just fined by the league fifty thousand dollars for his Instagram exchange with this Michael Rappaport character. I saw the fifty thousand dollar fine, and I was I immediately had to look because I was like, what the hell did he say? And I gotta say. The stuff he said, I'll read a little bit of it to you here. Yeah. But um, what he said is definitely worth, from the NBA's perspective, a $50,000 fine. And uh, I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of Michael Rappaport. He stirs the shit up. Like, he's kind of, he can be an idiot sometimes. He's a hell of an actor, though. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Atypical on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, man, he kills it. He's like, he's the father. He's really good. But I actually find him funny. But so the conversation begins here. This is uh, Kevin Durant's inbox to Michael Rappaport, and it just starts off with, you a bitch. <laughs> Which, you know, is kind of wild. To which Michael Rappaport replies, just do the fucking interview, and if you're upset about something they've said, say something. Up there looking like you were going to cry and shit. It's like, these are two grown men just like, this is a middle school exchange. To which Kevin replies, I did the interview, you dickhead. <laughs> Tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two que- two options for that dumbass question, yes or no. Which then got – am I going to read – should I just read the whole thing Keep out? it going. Okay. And then uh, then he goes, I've heard it all before, you cunt. Chuck doesn't need you as security, you pale, pasty, cum-guzzling bitch. Holy shit. Now, normally you'd probably wait for a reply here, but Kevin Durant – Continues to lay it down here. We've, after the pale, pasty, cum-guzzling bitch remark, he said, I swear I'm a spit in your face when I see your dirty ass. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, pretty insulting before the pandemic, but during a pandemic, this is, 
Yeah. This is terrorism. <laughs> that adds. That adds. Which he then says, bet your life on it. Which, threatening. Meet me on 17th tomorrow at 10. So you, I'm just trying to picture like Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport showing up to the 17th Avenue and just going to fist fight in the road. Like, are you kidding me, Kevin? Yeah, that happens Or often. better yet, what's your address? <laughs> like, he's going to give out his address to you, Kevin. Like, then he goes, 10 a.m. at Catch Steak on the corner. Meet me there, pussy. <laughs> Kevin Durant, <laughs> call him a pussy. Now, this is... Oh, what did he say? Okay, so then it goes into, um, oh, my God, it gets so much worse. Okay. Look at this stuff. Okay. Uh, um, so then Rappaport comes back with, go help the kids in Brownsville, Brooklyn, stop being a fucking puss, which I'm not sure what a puss is. I'm assuming it's puss. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin Durant comes back with, you a bitch for even caring how I do an interview. All you do is suck, suck, God. All you do is cocksuck other men for attention. Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry ass, so now you want to use everybody else to get views and laughs. Your life is a joke, you fucking pale cocksucker. Dude, go get some sun. It's fucking with your brain, piece of shit. And and then Michael Rapport says, go to Brownsville and help the people that need a goofball. And then, and then Kevin Durant says, you go do it, clown. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Nobody gives a fuck. Suck a dick. Can't wait to tell you all this in person. And then Kevin Durant kind of comes back and just called him a pussy, called his lawyer, defamation of character. You want to lawyer up, you're a pussy. Your wife doesn't even respect your bitch ass, which I can't see how Kevin would even have any intel on that. But That anyway, is quite the exchange. It's wild stuff, man. I mean, Kevin Durant is – that is some – there's but a I, lot of like – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with this and say that I respect the fuck out of Kevin Durant for actually doing it on his personal account because he has – He's a known burner account. He's a known burner account yeah. guy. So, you know what? I think that's a big stepping stone for Kevin Durant by saying, you know what? If I'm going to get into some, some online confrontation, I should be using my own account. And, I mean, that's a big step forward for Kevin Durant. Even though, <laughs> even though the language and everything that he was using was was certainly offside. But. Well, that was some burner account language. Oh, for sure. Like that is, he, man. He probably was just like, I'm taking the fine. I fucking hate this guy. Because I mean, Rappaport does start some shit, and he's always just facing the camera. Like, yep. But I mean, Jesus, Kevin, you gotta, you gotta chill a bit there. That was an exchange, man. I, I mean, even I mean, some of the language that Kevin Durant was using in that is just offside Dude. in 2021. Oh man, like there, there's just so much like homophobic, homophobic <laughs> remarks. They're like everything was just kind of like tainted that way, and it's like holy smokes, yeah. Kev. Yeah, that's relax. A, that was crazy. Um, but just I guess kind of finally. Um, finishing our NBA analysis, Space Jam 2. The Space trailer Jam has been released. It has. I'm just going to come out and say this. Space Jam 2 is going to be nowhere as near as good as Space Jam 1. Nah, it can't be. The nostalgia factor of, of the first one. There's, uh, I don't know how this is even going to I don't even know if I'll watch it. See, that the technology and just the animation has... has has gotten has improved so much that it's just I bet you it's just gonna be it's gonna be way too much for me yeah, going on yeah the animation it'll be and, cool for kids probably yeah. but like for us we're gonna be like oh my good god look at this like and rarely does a sequel ever surpass no the the quality and and the magnitude of of, of the first the only one that sticks out to me is Ted two Ted and Ted two are great movies Ted two was, was Ted, Ted two it was the Tom Brady yeah or was that Ted one. When they sneak into Tom Brady's house trying to get his cum. Man, that might have been the first one. No, mm -hmm. that's... Fuck, I can't remember, man. Well, well, it had to be in the second one because... Uh, Ted 2's trying... Ted's having a baby with his... 
Yeah, and then it's a big lawsuit about it. Yeah, yeah. so it's Ted 2. Yeah, Ted, Ted 2. That is such a funny scene. Yeah. Where Mark Wahlberg pulls up to his house. He's like, hey, are you uh, Tom uh, Brady? <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> so, so he obviously knew, like, oh man, that's so good. Um, but uh, but no, that's actually gonna spark our uh, our segment for the day, Nate. Is uh, this, since Space Jam 2 has come out, we're gonna go through our uh, our top five greatest of all time cartoon characters in movies and, and TV shows throughout our time. So that'll be good fun, that'll be a little later on. Okay, uh, we've got too much NHL to talk about, so we're gonna get break into the NHL. Uh, there was a uh, developing story over the week that the Buffalo Slavers might lose every single game for the rest of the season, but they I, broke that slump. I, uh, I've said that. I, I thought they would probably lose every game, but that's, uh, that's not the case. They've actually won two of their last three now, so can you say they're a wagon all of a sudden? <laughs> but, I mean, they're, it's going to get worse for them here pretty quick. I mean, trade, de- trade deadline's coming up. Taylor Hall's without a fucking doubt out of there. Yeah. No questions asked. There's no way he's staying. I mean, the whole reason he went there was to play with Eichel and blow his drafts or his uh, free agency stock kind of up so he can get paid in the offseason. And he might be signing another one of the same one year deals this year because yeah. I mean, he's been brutal, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, talking about a guy who owns him in fantasy, he's just been just a slap in the face every single night. He's got two goals on the year. I cannot believe he has two goals. Um, and just he's getting paid. So does Eichel, I think. Yeah, those two have just, it's just been a just an absolute dumpster fire in Buffalo. Uh, but it's nice to see them winning games again. Um, I think after 18 games, it was like, okay, listen, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to say, they're probably saying that at 10. Yeah, it's like right. eight more sneak out. You're like, oh my God, boys. Well, that defenseman, that Brandon Montour, is it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he came out after 18 games and he's like, this is fucking embarrassing. Yeah. It's like, it took 18 games for you to realize that. And actually, the next game, he scored two goals and they won. Um, so <laughs> he took right. it upon himself. He took it personally that yeah. they had lost 18 in a row. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, actually, a fun fact too, Nate, about the Buffalo Sabres is that it's, uh, it's Ray Ferraro's wife's brother. It's the new coach, it's the interim head coach, Ray Ferraro's brother in law. I feel like I heard something about that. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So Ray. Uh, Ray's is oftentimes on Overdrive, which we listen to. His um, wife's brother? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So his brother-in-law is now the uh, the interim head coach, and, and he seems like he's, uh, well, he's, he's getting things back on the road. Uh, he ended the streak and uh, a yeah. couple wins here in the last few days. So I mean, he's, yeah, fuck, he's all busted. is good in Buffalo. Yeah. Man, there's, it sucks. <laughs> Everything's looking up. Yeah. Um, it sucks too because their jerseys are so nice now. I love. Did you see those pads Allmark was wearing? Did you see any of that game? Mm-mm. It was completely blued out. They have like fucking lightning bolts on them or something. Anyway, they're sweet. Big fan of equipment. I am. Uh, so listen, um, you know it's hard for us to kind of monitor what happened or try to predict what happened in Vancouver, <laughs> but their entire fucking team has had, has COVID. Somebody hit the strip club. <sighs> well, I mean. It's hard. And like, it wasn't Brayden Holpe. So that's what they say. The tough thing with with uh, you know a, a virus of of COVID nineteen stature is it's really hard to tell how you you know contracted it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, but from the NHL's perspective, these guys can go to the rink and then go home. Yeah. And that's kind of what they're what they're mandated to do. Right. So at some point, someone or a bunch of them had to have been. They exposed to the virus. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I mean, what's the story for them getting groceries and stuff? Or do they? Did the well, what is it? The teams actually bring the meals. No, I believe. Yeah. There's someone on the team that brings the meals. Yeah. But, um, 
fuck, I don't know. Like, it could have been anything. I mean, they could have gone out and had a few beers, right? Just, like, yeah. just kind of snuck it under the radar. For be sure. Like, we'll be fine. We all know we got tested today. And then yeah. it just happened that somebody went to the grocery store, maybe, and yeah. got it. And, or maybe they just went out and said, fuck it, and got bombed. I'm going to think Club Platinum. It's a shout-out to Club Platinum, but it's it's one of the best <laughs> uh, erotic massage places in uh, in Vancouver. They might have popped in there. I mean, I know it's a regular spot for a lot of people in the Vancouver area. Um yeah, so it could have been could have been called platinum. Yeah, it could have been. If you go in there and pay cash and say you know the daily intermission, you'll actually get fifteen percent off. That is club platinum, fifteen percent off. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Use code uh, the di at club platinum, <laughs> um, and, and ask for Marissa. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if she's not available. Tiffany's a great option. <laughs> but uh, moving on, um, yeah. So I mean, the uh, the Canucks are. I mean, who knows when their season's going to start back up? Um, they're. I think they're they're. Their next game that they could potentially play is like in May, is it not? Mm, wouldn't it be like two weeks? Le- two weeks. I guess it's a little different because, yeah, May is, is probably a little too far down the road. But, I mean, when, when you're dealing with the entire team. But they're, um, they're saying they may not be able to finish the season. Yeah, I mean, well, like you think about, like, so nobody's going to practice for two weeks. Right, they're going to need um, you know, And then you don't know how hard the virus is going to hit them either. Exactly. It's a variant from Brazil, I guess. What? Um, yeah, so... <laughs> That's what I don't get, man. Like, you know, I read the news and it's like, you know, CBC has reported that nine new cases in Nova Scotia. These are all related to international travel. It's like, yeah. what? Who is going internationally right now? Well, it's got to be somebody who's who ha- who's has to travel for work or something. And then they're just like, I don't know. Like, it's it just really starting to piss me off, man. Honestly. I know. It's fucking annoying as shit. It is, man. It really is. And, and it's selfish. Um, I don't give a fuck if you've got to leave to go to work. Do it from home. We've learned that we can work isolated. Yeah, and like, man, can we just like, I, as if we're going to like actually reach somebody here that's just like, hey, they're right. Yeah. Like yeah. some guy's like, well, I had to go. Great like, point. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's like, if we could just finish this up, like, is it is it fun traveling? Like going, doing international travel. Is it even fun right now? Like it's not even good. So just wait till it is good and then we'll all go and it'll be sick. Yeah, no. I think about. I think the the scary thing about these variants is is that does do do the uh, vaccinations that are being rolled out and you know, people being immunized do, do these protect against the variant? I don't know, man. That's beyond me. But maybe that's not no a good idea. question for the DI. <laughs> Probably not. We've no, no medical professionals here. No, uh, we the, do not. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, if there be, keeps becoming variants, though, it's at what point is it just going to be? Let's wear it. We're going to have to wear this fucking virus out. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Because, like, this is outrageous, dude. It's been a year, and it's like, all right, if, what if the vaccinations don't end up working? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm saying, fuck it, man. I am too, man. Like, I can't do this anymore. No, it's... <laughs> I need a large gathering, oh. a lot of beers. And just, like, not music. worried about, like, going up to somebody. Like, yeah. man, I just used to love, like, just even, like, going to a pub and just, like, going up to a random table and, and just something. saying, how the fuck are yeah. we doing? What, who are you guys? Yeah. Tell me about your goddamn life. Yeah, exactly. And you just can't do it anymore because it's fucking horse feed. Um, but, uh, but Nate. Yeah. Finishing off our NHL talk here. But, listen, we got the Florida Panthers. They're in tied for first in the entire league. I don't think we give the Florida Panthers much love. Um, obviously, their captain snapped his leg in half. And he'll be done for the season, Aaron Eckblad. such a shot at my fantasy team, man. He was a great pick, and now he's snapped his leg in half. Yeah, that's... He had surgery, though, to get his leg back together, but... uh, um, um, Just working out some things for our annual Snapple Blossom Daily Intermission Snapple Blossom Classic here. We've got some issues moving forward. Yes, we do. We do have some issues moving forward. and Attendance issues. Yes, we do. We've got people reaching out left, right, and center trying to get in 
to the Snapple Blossom event. Um, but uh, but no, listen, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to that. But uh, no, Florida Panthers. Yeah. Yeah, Florida Panthers. Yeah, um, I mean, I was front and center on this at the start of the season, too. I remember saying, I was like, they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, I was like, they, they seem to be making such positive strides. And then I was like, they got rid of Hoffman, 30 goals. They got rid of Dadnoff, 30 goals. I was like, they got, like, I don't know. It just seemed like they were taking a step back. Yep. And um, then they got I this Verhage guy coming out of the Verhage fucking woodwork. comes out of the fucking woodwork. And, yep. and, and you got to wonder if they even knew this was going to happen. You yep. know what I mean? Like, they were going to scratch Yandel at the start of the year. Yep. Uh, Hornquist has had a hell of a season. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just borderline treason out there. It is, man. And, and, and you know what you're getting from Barkov and Huberto every year. Yeah, definitely. And I think their goaltending situation, too. I mean, Bobrovsky hasn't been maybe... It's top tier but then they've had this dreger guy he's been okay yeah, yeah. like i mean i think the dreger thing has actually worked out well for Bobrovsky because it's not such a workload he, he maybe he can just fall back on him i mean at the same time Bobrovsky's getting t- paid 10 million dollars so he should be the guy he shouldn't need a, a half like he shouldn't be splitting you can't split if you have a 10 million dollar goalie but i mean man it looks like they're gonna they're gonna well they're definitely gonna make playoffs oh for sure yeah well they're first in the league <laughs> blows my mind i know that division is a little weak but it is but uh, i mean jesus yeah i mean yeah we're not gonna i mean they're still playing nhl teams night in night out yep. so uh, we'll give it to the florida panthers all right nate this is the moment we've been waiting for we are breaking down the masters we're heading back to augusta georgia next week augusta national golf course man it is the best golf tournament of the season yep. um i would recommend um you know refueling um your 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 gambling accounts, your DraftKings, your your Bet three sixty fives. Like this is a big event. This is an event yep. that you're gonna want to have some money on. Um, starts Thursday this week. Um, so Nate's got three best bets. I've got five best bets. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about who we like at the Masters this week. Want me to start it off? Give her a go. All right. Well, I'm starting off with Dustin Johnson. Obviously, I mean, this guy won it last time. He's looking to go back to back. Has anyone? When's the last time somebody went back to back? Ring a bell. I, I wouldn't know. But it has happened. Uh, I think it has. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if like Tiger won it back to back or something. Like, I know. Um, but anyway, moving on past that, I'm I'm gonna ride Dustin Johnson. Definitely one of my uh, bets. I mean, he's he's coming in. He's the best. What he's ranked number one in the world right now. Yeah. He won it last time. This yeah. is only a few months ago too. It's not yeah. like it was a full calendar year. Um, I mean, he's coming in at eight to one. I mean, plus eight hundred for. For any American style bettists, and um, I mean, I, I think that's pretty good odds. Yeah, really. I mean, like, eight, bet a dollar, you win eight bucks. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, he's he's gonna be the betting favorite, and and uh, Nate likes him. So, well, if he was like plus two fifty, I'd probably like not bother with it. But I mean, plus eight hundred is it's a pretty substantial number. Uh, for sure. So. Um, listen. So I'm gonna go with my. I'm gonna go two here, Nate. I'm going with Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, two great friends that grew up best friends. Um, and uh, obviously, Justin Thomas has been, you know, the second best player in the world uh, in the recent years. But Jordan Spieth has really fallen off, but he is rejuvenated, man. Uh, Justin Thomas is 12 to 1. Jordan Spieth is 13 to 1. Jordan Spieth, in his last five events, has been top seven going into the weekend. Uh, he's been sniffing around leaderboards all year, it feels like. His yep. game is back. He's won the Masters before. Um, I he really, won 2012? 
2015. 2015. Yeah, 2015 he won. And then in 2016, he had the lead and dunked four balls in the water on the oh, yeah, yeah, 12. Yeah. Um, and then really kind of sparked a, a, a big drought. But uh, Jordan Speed's back. So I like Jordan and Justin to be in the mix. Uh, those will be two guys that will be pairing together on DraftKings and also betting outright. Okay, I like it. I'm. Uh, this is another guy I've also taken in my DraftKings as well, and that's Cammy Smith, the big original Penguin guy. He's coming in at forty to one. It's obviously a bit of a stretch. He played pretty well in the uh, the last Masters. I can't remember what it was, what he what he ended up finishing, but I believe he was top ten. And I'm, I mean, forty to one. Throw a little money on it. Yeah. Make it a little random. Maybe cash it out if he gets buzzing. Definitely. Like he may not win it, but we'll see what happens here. Guys, a stick. Yeah, Cam well, Smith's been playing really well. He's probably going to be coming in with a fresh mullet too. Like you never know, man. Yep. No, he he. I like that pick. Obviously, in the mix uh, a few months ago. Uh, when they host it in November. So yep. uh, Cammy Smith is Nate's second best bet. So listen, I'm on a guy who just needs the Masters to have the complete Grand Slam of majors. I'm on Roy McIlroy. Roy McIlroy shot 75 in the first round in November. Ended up coming fifth uh, in the tournament. He's 20 to 1. 20 to 1 for Roy McIlroy. I mean, those odds are unbelievable. Hammer Roy McIlroy at 20 to 1. Uh, this guy's going to be sniffing around. I know he is. He's a big game hunter. I don't care where his game's been at. He cares about winning the Masters more than maybe anyone in this field right now. I like Roy McIlroy, they're 20 to 1. Yeah, I like that too. Um, also, some um, just going to correct my mistake here, but I said Cameron Smith was top 10. He was indeed finished second place yeah. in 2020 Masters. So 40 to 1, I mean, that's looking pretty good. And my final pick, and it is my absolute boy, also finished tied for second last time. He's 36 to 1. He goes by the name of Sungjae motherfucking M. Sungjae motherfucking M, folks. 36 to 1. Finished second place. Like, these are some great value bets. I mean, it's going to be tough to put together the same tourney they did again. But, I mean, they're going to be right there in the running. And I think uh, M is really up and coming. I think he's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, he's such a young kid, and he's just been such a phenomenal player on the PGA Tour. Obviously, rookie of the year three years ago. Yep. Um, I think he's 22, 23 years old. Yep, so that's right. Uh, he's played well on some big stages. So, yeah, I don't mind Sung Jae I know Nate is obviously Sung Jae's number one fan on the planet. He's so. a beauty. Um, but uh, I've got two dark horse picks to kind of round out my guys. I mean, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, and Roy McIlroy aren't uh, kind of outlandish picks. But I like a guy by the name of Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar came third last week. Uh, at the um, match play, the World Golf Championships match play. Uh, he's playing well this week. He's uh, in the top 10 this week at the Valero Texas Open. And Matt Kuchar is a guy who hasn't won a major, but he's always sniffed around. He's been obviously a top 50 player for a real long time in the PGA Tour. He's 81-1. to uh, I like Matt Kuchar at 81-1. to I mean, Augusta, you know what you're getting from Augusta. You just got to play well. So uh, I like Matt Kuchar. My final guy is a British guy by the name of Ian Poulter. Uh, Ian Poulter, he likes sniffing around the leaderboard at the at the Masters. He's kind of a long shot here, but he's 126 to one. I don't mind sprinkling Ian Poulter uh, to finish off our Masters bets, Nate. But 126 uh, to one. 126 to one. That's the shit I like. Yeah, that's. I mean, come on, it's Ian. Go- it's Ian Goddamn Poulter. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, we are now going to move into our segment, Nate. <clears throat> Obviously, super pumped about the Masters, but dude, we got to talk about our top five. Cartoon animated figures from from TV shows and movies of all time. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited for it. What's your What's your number five? My number five is a guy by the name of Donkey, Donkey <laughs> from Shrek. Donkey. From I mean, Shrek. he's just a bit of a staple for me. Um, I think my my remaining four will be a little bit stronger, but I think Shrek, just such a staple in the childhood, and and I, I think Donkey was my guy. 
Yeah, no, yeah. he is. Uh, he's definitely a staple. I find the f- the fifth one when we were coming w- together with the list was kind of a hard to get that fifth one. Yeah. But mine is uh, Herbert the Pervert from Family Guy. Okay. It's uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have. But he's just the guy who lives down the street, talks extremely creepy, and he's a well known pedophile. Okay. So there's a ton of funny jokes that go with it, and uh, he's he's locking in at my number five. Hell of a Herbert, character. Herbert the Pervert. Herbert the Pervert. Okay. Well, my number four is a guy by the name of Johnny Bravo. Could also leave him in the pervert category. Johnny Bravo <laughs> is an absolute staple. Oh, my goodness. He's like a character now. If he were to go in and this idea get pitched, they might get shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no... He the just, way he treats women. Oh. Want to see me come on here? Come on here real fast. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just like flexes and just like, oh, yeah, honey. It's like, beaches. Wow. That way, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. It's wild, man. He's just borderline, borderline rapey vibes. Yeah, he big time. <laughs> uh, but Johnny Bravo gets it down in my four spot. Who about you, Nate? Hell of a character. Uh, I'm going Stewie Griffin, Family Guy again. Yep. Um, obviously a classic. I think the funniest thing about Stewie is that when it first the show first started out, he was just like out for world domination, wanted to kill Lois, and then he just slowly over the seasons transitioned into a gay guy. <laughs> like you ever notice that? He just no. literally Oh yeah, dude, he's always making gay you gotta go check that out, man. I haven't watched much. I can't believe I, I just s- get I said Greg every Quagmire clip I find like when I'm watching the show and he just howls. You gotta really watch that show, man. When it, it's so good. Um, my number three, T.J. Detweiler off of Recess. Recess probably my goat uh, show from my childhood. I was a big after-school guy watching Recess. That's huge. Uh, watching Vince LaSalle rip up the the uh, the soccer baseball. <laughs> he was a freak. Such a freak athlete. I mean, King, King Bob. Bob <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Gretchen Wilson doing her thing. Uh, Big Mike just being the unit out there. And, and TJ running the show. And don't forget about Gus. Oh, yeah, Gus a being rat. just a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, that guy <laughs> sucked. Miss Finster, Miss Finster. <laughs> yeah. No, that was uh, that wasn't Gus. That was uh, oh. Randall. Randall! <laughs> yeah, Gus. Okay, sorry, Gus. Yeah, yeah Randall. No, but Gus was a little bitch, but so was Randall. Randall was a little nerd. Yeah, he was. Oh, man, yeah. that was so funny. Do you, did you, do you remember the episode where they got their like, doppelgangers came in? It's like TJ, so it was TJ Detweiler, then they came from another school. It was like JT Rottweiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so <laughs> funny. Uh, my third is, I think we spoke about this before, but it's Frank Murphy from F is for Family. Bill Burr is the father in the show, and it is just, if you know who Bill Burr is, you'll know exactly what you're getting with this character, and it is it is top-notch, and I will leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, he's offside, is he? Oh, he's just like an aggressive, like, quick fuse. Like, it's... It's it's hilarious. You should really check out Epis for Family. It's on Netflix and a new season coming on uh, July 20th. No, just check it out, though. It's a hilarious show. Coming into my number two, South Park, Eric Cartman. It's a classic. Eric Cartman. I mean, I think the four of them was, was Stan, Kenny, Eric, and uh, who am I missing? Ken, uh, you said Kenny? Stan, Kenny, Eric. Kyle. And Kyle. That's right. Um, Kyle yeah, un- Unbelievable show. Uh, obviously, probably wouldn't be as, as successful in today's um society but fuck it's funny man they just rip it though the best is how relevant they can keep it yeah because they make the episode in like a day yeah that's right super impressive um but uh eric cartman is my runner up for best cartoon character of all time my runner up is also from south park it is randy marsh stan's father this guy is just all fucking time man any situation that's going on he just takes it and it is yeah 
I don't know. You you watch South Park probably. You know what you got with Randy. He's a goat. What's our number one? We both have the same one. Same one. And man, I'm gonna credit Nate for for really popping on the Quagmire bandwagon, man. But this guy is fucking hilarious. It is all time Glenn Quagmire. Glenn Quagmire. Man, it is just so good. another character that you think if the show started today probably not going to exist and i'm so thankful it does so i'm just going to bring up one of my favorite scenes so so uh, i'm just going to set it up so lois peter's wife lois griffin is in the living room and uh and quagmire is is ripping up carpet so lois goes oh glenn thank you for coming over and helping me rip up my carpet and he goes oh well lois i kind of got the wrong idea over the phone when i agreed to come over and rip up your carpet <laughs> yeah yeah Oh my god, so I kind of had a different idea when he got over here, but yeah, I'm uh, happy to help. Happy to help. <laughs> there was that one I sent you the other night where he's yelling at him. He's like, hey, hey, Quagmire. He's just like, you busy? He's like, yeah, I got a hand free. <laughs> he's just over at his house. Just like, we get you to sleep with Loretta again so we can do this. He's like, in what context? He's like, oh, so we can find out that he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, I can probably work that in. Yeah. That's so funny, man. And then they're all at the dinner table. Lois is sitting there. And then, oh. and then Lois's friend looks over at Lois and goes, Lois, I don't know what's going on with your chairs, but my, it's really starting to hurt my back. <laughs> And then he flips over, and it's Quagmire is the seat. He's just, she's just sitting on his head. It's I don't even know how they decided to write that and get that in there. But, oh, <laughs> his face is just, just in her ass. Gets, I'm sorry, everybody. I just really like her. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, so that's gonna wrap it up for our yeah our top five. I feel like we could have got maybe four lawsuits this episode. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we're gonna try to avoid those moving forward. But uh, but no, we got a big week ahead, Nate. Uh, obviously, we've got uh, the Masters coming up. Yep. Uh, we've got the NHL trade deadline. Um, and we're going to be joined by our second professional hockey player. We are. This week. <laughs> yeah, he goes by the name of... He won the World Juniors in 2017. He's American. He is American. He signed an absolute ticket. He's your Ottawa Senator. Is Colin White. Yeah, Colin White's going to come on and join the boys and... and uh, yeah, we're excited to have him and, and pick his brain a little bit. It, uh, it's going to be a good one, folks. It, for sure. Uh, he knows how to shoot the shit with the boys, and, and it's certainly going to fit right in. So, uh, so listen, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back next week, same time, Monday morning. Uh, until next time. Later, Gators. Later, Gators.